Welcome to the Power of the Pause with Colleen Felto, holistic weight loss and health coach. We are going to chat about coping mechanisms today. Okay. So I deal with clients in the realm of healing their relationship with food, ending emotional eating, ending binge eating, and in turn from that, getting weight loss. Okay. But if you're listening to this episode and you don't have issues with food, desiring weight loss, then you can just fill in the blank with these tools in whatever part of your life you are looking to push, be it relationships, be it your job, be it with substance, drinking, shopping, whatever the case is. Okay. So we are going to talk about coping mechanisms to use instead of what you've been doing to numb, to cope by using external things when emotions are too high risk. Okay. That is the deal. If you are emotionally eating, if you are binge eating, whatever the case is in regards to not having a healthy relationship with food, emotions are too high risk. You are feeling feelings. You do not want to feel suppression from childhood more often than not. And you are using food to cope and to numb, right? And so these are the four basic tools that I give to all of my clients. And I use myself on a regular basis in order to not do those patterns, right? To recreate the patterns that we've had for many, many years, many of us, some even decades, right? And there's no shame in this. There's no shame in admitting that you're struggling in any area of your life, right? Everyone struggles. And the only way that you can really get help and change these patterns is being honest with yourself about the struggles you're having. So it takes definitely a lot of strength to admit you're struggling, but that's when you can begin to heal. When you acknowledge your struggles and you acknowledge that you want better, you want change and it's work, but it is so worth the work. So again, like I say all the time, the deal is when you hear about these tools to use, you have to implement them on a regular basis when you are not in this fight or flight sympathetic state that you're wanting to cope with food, wanting to numb your feelings. When you are in this pattern of very stressed out, high risk emotions, needing to just use something to cope, to numb, if you don't have these practices in place on a regular basis, when you are not stressed out, you are not going to be in this like crazy adrenal fatigue mode and be like, you know what? I heard on a podcast, I read in a book that breath work is a really, really great tool when you're stressed out. Your mind just isn't going to go there. And so that's why it's really important to, on a regular basis, implement these tools into your life, right? So that you have them in your little proverbial tool belt on your hip at all times, right? Visualization is a powerful tool that my clients use that I use on a regular basis just to shift and, you know, bring a little more power embodiment to the tools that we establish. So one of the first things that I do on a daily basis is wake up, not to my phone. I have my phone away from my bed. I have it either out of reach or on another nightstand, whatever. And I wake up to an alarm 
I take a couple deep breaths. I put my hand on my heart and I connect to my soul. You can do this throughout the day as embodiment when you are just feeling like you're not connected in your 3D body, when you're in your head, you're in the future, you're in the past and you're not connected, your anxiety is taking over, right? At any moment, you can do this. It's embodiment. Again, putting your hand on your heart, taking a deep breath and connecting your mind and your body, right? That's a very, very powerful tool just to calm down, remind yourself of the physical 3D body that you're in and get out of your head. Another one, grounding, okay? So grounding in the room that you're in is my personal technique of grounding. Grounding in general is thought of walking outside barefoot in the grass and really grounding into the earth, feeling the strength from the earth, getting that whole connection to mother nature, right? There's so much strength from the earth, the grass, the trees, everything. And so grounding for a lot of people is walking barefoot in the earth for strength. Grounding in my life and how I direct my clients to ground is a little bit different. So you ground into the room you're in. If you are sitting on a chair, laying on a bed, you literally feel the support of the chair or the bed underneath you, okay? So right now I am sitting in a chair. My feet are on the chair, I'm an Indian style my back's against the chair. So I am stopping, pausing, taking a deep breath and connecting with my 3D body, connecting to the chair underneath me, connecting to the back of the chair, supporting my back. And I'm grounding into the support of the chair underneath me, right? Very powerful. And then I'm grounding into the room around me next, right? Kitchen's over to the left of me, TV is to the right. There's a mirror in front of me, some couches. I'm grounding into the room that I'm in. And that's pulling me into the present moment out of any thoughts of anxiety about the future or any thoughts from the past that are depression. That is just honestly a basic knowing we should all know. If we're thinking about the future, that's anxiety. If we're thinking about the past, that's depression. Okay. And so as I always try and remember myself and keep top of mind, the serenity prayer, very powerful. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Generally, when it comes to the serenity prayer, that's going to take you out of the things you cannot change, the past and the future getting you in the present moment, being more problem oriented, right? Like what's the solution? Let's not think 10 step ahead. What might happen? Because that's a really great way to spiral out of control, get high risk emotions, and then feel the need to reach for food, right? Doesn't help you. Doesn't help the situation at all when you're looking to numb your emotions with something externally, with a dopamine hit, right? And so Again, grounding can be done many different ways. There's people that have other ways than that to do it. But how I like to ground is feeling support. When I'm alone and I'm in the room alone, sometimes I can get in my head. 
And so feeling supported by the surface that I'm on, maybe I'm standing. So I feel supported by the floor underneath me, right? And then grounding into the room around me, getting present in my moment. So my thoughts, personally, my thoughts generally go to the future. My anxious thoughts are being brought back into this moment right now. And so my next favorite one, affirmations. Affirmations are so, so, so powerful. Written affirmations, recorded affirmations, saying affirmations in your head. One of the best tools you can do to change on a subconscious level. That's something that a lot of people don't understand. And it's a lot to go over right now. But many of our thoughts are subconscious thoughts from our childhood, from self-limiting beliefs, from the environments we grew up in, right? Very definitely could go on for hours about that. But affirmations. And what I always tell people when we're starting with affirmations is that you literally affirm things all day, whether you realize it or not, right? I have one client in particular, we really, really work on affirmations on a regular basis. There's a lot of negative self-talk of, you know, life always happens like this to me, negative things. I'm not smart. I'm so unlucky, this, that, the other. And that is literally affirming negativity into your life, therefore drawing more negativity into your life, right? The opposite of what we want to do. So affirmations need to be positive. They need to be a positive thing that just brings more positive energy and positive things into your life. And so a good example, if someone is struggling with weight loss, that is because your body doesn't feel safe to lose weight. Either emotions are too high risk and your body's holding on a layer of fat for protection or your emotions are too high risk and you're reaching for food unnecessarily holding on to layer fat for protection from that, right? And so instead of affirming that I will finally lose weight, that's a very negative tone to it, right? Like I've tr- there's a frustration to that. Like I will finally do this, right? Instead of that, you can really switch and make it positive. My body is releasing the stress it's been holding on to and food fuels me and doesn't have me hold on to weight, right? Like switch it to something positive. Make sure that we're doing it in a worthy way, not in a way where there's negative connotations to it, not in a way where, you know, there's negative energy around it, but something really positive. Someone was giving an affirmation about finances in a group that I'm in. And they said something along the lines of affirming when I need money, it's there, as opposed to affirming money flows to me freely and easily. So if you see the difference there, it's like affirming when I need money, it's there is much more like, oh, I'm going to run out of money and I'm going to get more money. And affirming money just flows to me very easily is just a different vibe to it. One of my personal favorites, and you can totally snag this, totally use it. It goes for everything in your life. Everything is unfolding for me perfectly in the most abundant and miraculous way possible. 
Okay. So just like all of your goals are coming to you. Everything that happens to you is happening with and for your greatest good. And when we raise our frequency, when we raise our energy, our vibrations by sending thoughts like this into the universe, the universe, our energy around us raises up to meet us. Okay. So again, the affirmations can be a tough one for a lot of people. If you've had such negative self-talk for so long, and it's important to keep in mind, I'm going to hit the pause button. Our thoughts, our brains don't know the difference of our thoughts and of reality. Right. And so if we're thinking like, Oh, like, you know, people always leave me. Abandonment issues are huge for so many people. I'm so stupid. Nothing good happens to me. That is just really repulsion energy to the universe. And you're going to get back that kind of energy, law of attraction all day. So in regards to affirmations, you can do written affirmations down in a journal, write the same thing over and over and over. You can do recorded affirmations where you have a recording of yourself, maybe a year out, six months, two years out, whatever your feel called about, right? And you listen to it as many times a day as you like. I have a recorded affirmation for me two years out and I listen to it about three times a day. I love it. <laughs> My son is seven years old. It drives him crazy, but I love it. It makes a huge difference in my mindset. If I feel myself getting a little anxious, if I feel myself questioning the future, I listen to my affirmation. I close my eyes, I put my hand on my heart, and that's called effortless attraction. I am reverse engineering that future to come to me, right? So written affirmations, recorded affirmations, you can say it out loud in your head. I do both. And I also have a written affirmation on my bathroom mirror. So on my bathroom mirror, I have a couple affirmations that I have, and I read them as I'm getting ready. Another powerful thing you can add to that, to the bathroom mirror, is a picture of yourself as a child. So this is just a little side note. This isn't about the coping mechanisms. But if you have a picture of yourself as a child on the bathroom mirror, and then anytime you're saying any negative thoughts about yourself and you look at that child and you're like, I'm speaking to that child. I am that child. That is a really powerful way to shift that negative self-talk. We all have an inner child in us, our inner four-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old, whatever the case is. And we would never speak to our child, our children, our inner child, the way we speak to ourselves as adults. And it's really damaging. It's it's very negative. It's very damaging. And that's a really great way to shift those patterns, but also not expecting these patterns to shift overnight, knowing that we are recreating patterns we've had ingrained in us for years, sometimes decades, and knowing that this process doesn't happen overnight. It takes time to recreate these patterns. So giving yourself grace, hitting the pause button, the power of the pause, right? Hitting pause and telling yourself a new affirmation, a new way to say something, right? Breath work. So breath work is an incredibly powerful tool to use on a regular basis, as much or as little as you'd like to get yourself out of the fight or flight sympathetic nervous system mode and into a parasympathetic nervous system mode where you are relaxed, where you are in receiving mode, you're being positive. 
again, many of the reasons people aren't losing weight is because their body doesn't feel safe to lose weight. Either emotions are too high risk. I have a lot of clients. Generally, they fit into two categories. Category one, they're honestly doing most things right. They're not eating too out of line. They're working out. They're getting their steps in. Maybe they have like a handful of chips a couple times a week, right? But they're not able to lose weight. Either they're gaining weight or they're losing weight. I saw this a lot during the beginning of the pandemic. When my clients were you know, on lockdown, on shutdown, working out online, they were losing weight. And then when they went back to in-person work, they were either gaining weight or not losing weight and holding on to desired weight to lose just from stress levels. It is that simple. It is that important to keep your stress levels in control for your body. And think of it like this, holding on to an extra 10, 15, whatever pounds it's not the worst thing in the world. Of course, we want to feel better in our 3D body, but it's literally cause it's showing that your body's in dis-ease. It's showing that your body's not at a more aligned weight. Your body's just not thriving. And what happens if we don't do put effort forth, right? Do the work to lose that weight later on in another maybe 10, who knows years, you're going to have disease, right? Dis-ease causes disease. All right. So that is one reason you are holding on to stuck fat, holding on a layer of fat for protection because your body does not feel safe. Your nervous system is not regulated. Another reason you are holding on to layer of fat for protection. I see this all the time too, is that clients know exactly what to do, right? They know exactly what they should be eating, how they should be moving, et cetera. And they do really well most of the time. And then at night or something bad happens, maybe once every couple of days, they are just emotionally eating. They don't have the tools. They don't have the bandwidth to hit pause, work on the suppressed emotions coming up in that moment and use coping mechanism, coping skills instead of eating food. They numb out with food. We, we cope with food, right? And this can be a lot of different ways for a lot of different clients, but it's all from a lack of coping mechanisms. And also it really helps when we take a step back, hit pause and realize we're never really upset about the current moment at hand. It's always suppressed emotions that are too high risk. I deal with it on a daily basis with clients coming to me, being like, I'm really struggling with my relationship with food because something happened with my mom, my coworker, my husband, whatever the case is. And for me on the outside, it's really easy to step back, hit pause and just be like, all right, like these emotions are getting really high for something that doesn't really deserve them. When have you felt like this in the past, right? What other emotions, what other times have you felt this? And it's been suppressed and that's being brought up right now. Your suppressed emotions need to be integrated and released. And so breath work is a powerful, powerful, powerful tool that we can use to do this. Breath work can be so many different ways. Breath work can be just focusing on breathing in your mouth and breathing out your mouth, breathing from your lungs, your abdomen, and breathing out slowly. Okay. Breath work can also be more of a manipulated breathing, four count box breath, where you're breathing into the count of four 
holding your breath for four and exhaling to the count of four. Wim Hof does another, again, counting breathing. You can also do guided breath work. Guided breath work is my personal favorite and it's what my clients do. We breathe in, we breathe out. There's guiding of it. You're getting guided to keep breathing, to keep dropping your body, to keep filling your lungs with air. Maybe you're guided to give yourself an affirmation. Maybe you're guided to pull up a grounding cord from the earth and run that cord of energy up and down your body. Maybe you're guided to pay attention to your energy field and to breathe out any energy not serving your highest timeline of yours or anyone else's around you. Maybe you're being guided to have magnets in front of you and behind you, and you can literally use the magnets as a visualization tool to pull negative energy out of your body. And you're being guided to fill that empty space in your body, in your energy field with a sense of worthiness, a sense of love, a sense of safety, right? So again, guided breath work is my personal favorite, but there's, you can do any kind of breath work. You can just breathe in, breathe out slowly, use an affirmation. Again, what I mentioned earlier, everything is unfolding for me perfectly in the most abundant and miraculous way possible. Really powerful one there. Hits all areas of your life, gives you a great sense of calm, a great sense of positivity, therefore drawing more positivity and calm into your life. So again, breath work is a really powerful tool, but like I mentioned earlier, breath work isn't going to be reached for on a regular basis. If you're not reaching for it, when you wake up, when you go to bed, maybe you have an alarm clock in your phone, but when you're in that fight or flight mode, when you really need to take a step back, hit pause and calm down your central nervous system. You're not going to do it if you don't have this regular basis. Again, listen to this podcast. It's not going to be like, oh yeah, this is great information. And then when you're running late, your kid does something, uh, you know, you hit every light, someone swerves in the car, whatever the case is, you're not going to use your breath if you don't do it on a regular basis. And the thing with breath work that we have to understand too, it strengthens your vagus nerve. So our vagus nerve runs up and down our spinal cord. It's in, pot, in charge of everything in your body. It makes you blink. It makes your arms move. Your vagus nerve is literally responsible for every movement in your body. Okay. And our vagus nerve gets stronger the more that we breathe. And so the more that we use breath work and use these tools to stay calm, to stay grounded, the more we are going to reach for our vagus nerve in those moments when we are being stressed out by our kid, by our partner, by work, whatever the case is. And so that's really important to understand what breathwork does on a physiology basis. But the goal here is to get tips and get coping mechanisms to heal your relationship with food and unlock weight loss through that, right? Healing your relationship with food so that you don't have to reach for food as a coping mechanism because you don't have to do that anymore. You may have been doing this for a long time and I get it. Food releases endorphins. Food is good, right? But the thing is reaching your results and being able to regulate your central nervous system without food feels better than 
any kind of food you could eat. I promise you that. So if you have any questions on this, happy to help in any way. Find me on Instagram at change.with.colleen. Have a bunch of free resources for you on there, as well as a private Facebook group. I go live in every week. And again, these are all tools you can implement on a daily basis. Does not take long at all. Grounding into the room, 10 seconds of your time. Affirmations, you can make that as big or as little as you want. Breath work, you know, that can be even just sitting down before a meal. I have a lot of my clients sit down, breathe in and breathe out slowly. And the people around them don't even know they're doing it. You know, it doesn't need to be this big announcement. Like, all right, everybody I'm breathing before this meal, but that it's going to dramatically change not only the way your body digests the food, but also how much food you eat. Okay. So we're looking for holistic coping mechanisms to help us with our emotions, with our central nervous system. Um, and it doesn't get said enough that the past couple of years of COVID have been a crazy big trauma for so many people. And we're just moving around through the earth nowadays, like, oh, the trauma didn't happen. Like people are just back to their normal routines, going, 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 going like before COVID. And the thing is, we all had suppressed trauma. The last two years of COVID brought up a lot of suppressed trauma. And so our stress levels now are just different than before. Before COVID, there was a crazy statistic, like 60% of people were, no, we're 60% more stressed out than my great-grandparents, something along those lines, crazy numbers. There's not even the numbers of how stressed out we are now on a daily basis. So again, unlocking weight loss through healing your relationship with food. And as I always say, none of it has anything to do with food. Food is a coping mechanism. Food is a symptom of deeper stuff going on. So I hope these tools are helpful. I hope they come in handy. Again, feel free to follow me on Insta, join my Facebook group at change.with.colleen and comment with any tips or questions. Have a great day.